Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So good to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of TSL is working with our students. Like day in, day out, we've literally helped thousands of students to build and grow their speaking business and to share their message with the world. And I am thrilled that you have the opportunity to hear from some of them during our monthly student highlight series. Because one of the things you're going to find is their stories are going to offer really insight and, and hope no matter where you are in your speaking career. We're going to talk about exactly what they've done, how they've built their business and some of the results that they're seeing. And so for this series, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to hand the mic to one of our coaches who are in the trenches every single day, helping our students to gain the confidence, the clarity, and that clear path that they need to their very own speaking success. I know you're going to love hearing from and learning from these students. So uh, let's get right into it. Enjoy. Hey everyone, so glad to be here with you today on the Speaker Lab podcast. It's a true honor to have the opportunity to introduce you to some of our amazing students. I promise you're going to learn so much from their experiences and be inspired by their perseverance and success. Today, it's my privilege to introduce you to one of our rock star students, Sean Singleton. And Sean is a 2021 Korea Award winner, Brains Executive Contributor, scribed feature speaker for leadership and mindset, published author of Brick by Brick, Reshape Your Thinking, certified personal trainer and cognitive behavioral life and business coach who has committed the last 14 years of his life learning what it takes to develop habits and the mindset to become successful in life, both personally and professionally. So just a couple of things there, Sean, no big deal. How are you today? I'm doing good. Yeah. When you say it all at once, I'm like, whoa, what did I do? You know, because you don't think about it. Like when you're in this mindset of just growth and impact, you're like, I didn't realize I did have this stuff until yeah. you said it. So it's it's pretty impressive to hear, but I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. That's awesome. I love that you're impressed by yourself because that's a really cool thing because you should be. You're doing amazing things and you know, you're helping people really get, um, you know, to think differently, to change mm -hmm. the narrative and to have a different perspective. And so it's interesting that you're so busy doing that, that you don't even realize <laughs> the impact that you're making. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I'm, I'm all about impact. You know, it's just kind of how I've, how my speaking is, how myself is as a business leader has my, how my staff sees me. They're like, do you not even care? I'm like, no, I care. I just don't care. <laughs> it's like, I want to change lives. Like we're changing lives. The, the rest of it will work itself out. You know, I don't need, I only need this much out of this. Like I don't, the, the dollar amounts, not the, not the end goal for me. It's stopping people from experiencing a life that's not being fulfilled. Um, because I think so many of us are just, it's not, 
our fault. It's just the culture we're in. We have all of these new technologies and advances and we're just, you know, everything's just coming at us all at once. We have to learn how to process it and, you know, take one piece and, and just kind of see what works for us, you know, rather than trying to do everything. So do you think that technology has, I mean, obviously it has its benefits and it's, it's negative right. for sure, but in terms of the negatives around technology, do you think that that's weighing on people's like mental health their mindset? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think studies will back me up. I don't even have to Google them to know, but I know that the more time you spend in front of a screen, the more your brain is inclined to want this, uh, I think they call it dopamine levels. It's just, you want this interaction. So like you have to have something moving. And even my VP, we were talking the other day and she was like, these kids, like just the youth in our generation, like we have screen changes on cartoons, like 37 or 40 times. And what that means is just camera angles that move. And mm-hmm. that just small action that you see on the camera angle and even on social media with all the scrolling, it's just, it creates a level inside of you where you just, you constantly have to be doing something. And when you're bored, it's, it's like a response. Like even some parents come to me and they're like, my son just keeps acting crazy. I'm like, yeah, my son was too. I took away his tablet, TV, screen time. Literally they have like 30 minutes a week now. And they have been the most well-behaved, grateful thought. I mean, they've had, haven't had their tablets for, I think now at this point, four weeks, four or five weeks, six weeks. And it's been a tremendous, like 180 in their behavior, their output and how they're behaving. And then I see it, I practice it with adults and I'm like, Oh, so if we stop doing this, we might actually be able to see people for people and and slow down and not be so angry and always want to have something to do. So it's, it's very refreshing to see that perspective and see it come to life and really start trying to teach on that now. Wow. Yeah. That's really, that's really awesome. I know that has nothing to do with speaking, but I'm going to tie it into speaking (laughs) because, you know, there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that, that are sitting there going, you know, I want to be a speaker and Mm -hmm. I want to step into that realm. And there's something in their life that needs to be interrupted too, in order for them to take that step, you know, it could be a thought, it could be a limiting belief, all of that. So I'm curious, like what made you finally say like, it's time. Now's the time I'm going to step into this and I'm going to make the impact that I want to make in this world through speaking. And I know that's just one way, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just, I think it was just opportunity. Um, Cause when I published my book, I just, I just wanted to get to a level where I was healing from all the things that happened to me. And at the time I was 24, 23, but I was just like, I, I want to stop this cycle. Like, I feel like I've done great in getting to the level where I'm not reduplicating some of the bad habits that I noticed when I was growing up and haven't fallen same to, you know, privy to the same pressures and really changed my life around. But there's still a piece of me that's not fully healed from it. And I just kind of dove deeper into that to figure out what that is. And out of it produced a book, um, you know, in that process, that's really stemmed back six years from, or seven years now uh, from today, from when it was published. But it made me reflect and say, okay, if I can do this in a book, maybe there's another way I can help people. And that's when I discovered life coaching. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I didn't know life coaches were even a thing. <laughs> so I started pursuing those you know, certifications. And that's where all the life coach, the business coach, the cognitive behavioral coach. I was like, okay, I want to understand this because now I understand myself. Now, how can I get other tools and tricks and tips to help other people to put with my experience um, to put with other people's experiences too, that I was helping and talking to unofficially, you know, as an unofficial life coach. And so when I kind of realized, I was like, okay, I have this book, I have this life coaching certificate. I was like, there has to be a way to bring it together. And I was like, 
speak. And so I released, you know, started releasing videos and started, it's just started with videos on the internet. And I was like, let me just see how this works. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I actually love doing this in front of people and, and spreading joy and hope. And the people are messaging me like, oh my gosh, I love this video. Like I did one for Father's Day, for example. I mean, it just kind of like took off. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> people were calling me from like New Northeast and they were like, hey, can you come? Like, I want to donate to your company. Like, what do I do? I was like, I don't know. You know, like, can you come to the prison? I was like, yeah, I'll come to the prison. Like, you just gotta, we gotta work out the details on security, but I'll come. You know, It was just an exciting thing for me. So I really started to hone in on the craft and get better. That's awesome. And it, and it is such a great way because you could put a bunch of people in a room and really, you know, make that impact. But not everybody believes that they can do that. Like there's, there is that limiting belief, like mm -hmm. ugh, invest in the speaker lab, you yeah. know, do all the credentials to build a speaking business, but can I actually become a speaker? What, what made you really have that faith? I mean, obviously you do a lot of personal development work, mm -hmm. you know, you're always, you seem like you're always pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to yeah. keep getting better and better and better. And I think that's definitely part of it. So check, yeah. obviously you want yeah. to be better. You got to do the things to get better. Right. But exactly. what, what, you know, for someone who's out there thinking, okay, I really would love to become a speaker and I would mm -hmm. love to make an impact with this particular topic, but can I, what, yeah. what kind of advice or feedback would you give to them? Yeah, I would definitely say, start with yourself and see what it is you talk about the most, because Honestly, myself as a person, I was always helping people like from tutoring kids when I was in high school, from coaching basketball, like, you know, being a leader on the basketball team in sports. I was always in a position where I was helping someone else get better. So it was natural for me to come into this space and be a speaker to speak on, you know, mindset and leadership and, and life skills and youth and faith and all of those things that may help people get better. And so you just have to start right where you are. What in your life do you talk about the most or what do you enjoy? What makes you smile and light up and say this? I could talk about this for years. Okay, cool. Pull on that thread. Is it actually marketable? Because that's the other reality, which you guys teach in the speaker lab. Is you have to is it marketable? Like, yes, you may maybe a good topic. You may like to talk about it, but it may not be a huge market for it. But there may be a piece that you can turn into a market. It's just really how much you're willing to put in the work to find out what that is and how to brand yourself and market yourself. And, you know, not to sound like a robot, but just duplicating someone else's talk because it can be repetitious. If you get into like everybody wants to motivate us. Okay. How do you want to motivate? Cause that's where I started initially where I got a few gigs and it was like, I got in, but then it wasn't until I met, I went through the program where I learned you can't just, you know, okay. Motivation isn't going to get you consistent gigs. You have right. to actually have a topic. You have to actually have something, some expertise. That's not like super credentialed. It's just, what have you been through? And you have to start with yourself to really find out what that is and what you like to talk about. And that'll really help you identify what you want to speak about, or can you actually be a speaker? And then, you know, what topic is going to be marketable for you to actually make it either a hobby, or even if it's something you just want to do full time, it'll help you determine which direction you want to go. Yeah. I love that. I, I often say to students, like if I was to put you on stage right now, mm -hmm. like 30 minutes, it was your yeah. stage. What would you talk about? Right. Yeah. And we often forget about how our passions are sometimes very much connected to the impact that we want to make in the world. That's why we're passionate about it. Exactly. So, you know, but to your point, like you may not have a huge audience if you want to talk about knitting, 
mm-hmm. you know, or you might, I don't know. I'm not in, in the knitting well, world. Can, yeah, community right? club to have, you, you know, just, you, that's yeah. a speaking opportunity. You know, it's not the stage, but it's leading yeah. people. <laughs> totally. Right. So, you know, it, it, it's really about honing in on what, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. How do you want to make an impact with that passion? And then how do you make that marketing marketable, which is so critical and something we do here when you went through that process with us here at the speaker lab, what were some of your like, Oh man, like that's it. Or ahas or like, yes, that's what I want to do. Talk a little bit about that. If you can remember going back to that Mm -hmm. first module and getting coached on that, what came up for you? Absolutely. I remember everything. I still (laughs) apply the same stuff from the speaker lab. I mean, the program is amazing because I actually, I'm not going to say I cheated, but I bought the book before I even invested in it. That's how I even found out about the Academy was by buying the book. And then he had an X, X over and I was like, yeah, the speaker, I was like, what? This is actual thing. So I looked it up. That's um, not a cheat. The, that's not a cheat. That's, that's not a cheat. Okay. Not, not a cheat. <laughs> so extra credit, extra credit. Extra credit. <laughs> but, you know, buying, starting with the book was like really the eye opener for me um, because I was like, there's actually a skill in, you know, understanding how to speak about a topic and then learning how to craft that expert positioning, which I think is the hardest part, because I think we start with the end in mind, but then we start at the end, and then we worry about the beginning later. It's like, no, you got to have that foundation. You got to have those fundamentals first, and that's what you guys touched on, because you made us go through the module, you know, that first module, and just really grind it out, like, yeah, we're not going to speak here. We're going to do a lot of thinking. (laughs) We're going to do a lot of hone in on what, what problem yeah, you saw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's figure yeah. out, let's, let's wrap all, like take all the ambition and, and let's see exactly what it is you want to talk about. And, but doing that helps you actually find out if it's something you want to do or how you want to carry it out and ultimately what you want to do, but it's worth the investment because no matter the outcome of your, you know, the module of the course, like, oh, it's not really marketable. You still have those skills to turn it into something that is marketable with something that you currently do now. So maybe speaking not isn't for you, but maybe teaching or maybe coaching or maybe leadership and whether it's in a community group or it's an organization or, or even a pastor. It's just being able to use the skills that you guys teach us to grow the, you know, the, the things you're passionate about. Even at home, you can talk to you, how you talk to your kids. You can learn mm-hmm. how to tell them a story. That, yeah, how about that? You know, inspire them to be better, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's just there's so many fundamental things that I learned just in that first module about what I want to speak about and having that positioning that mattered. I really enjoyed and loved it. And I would, I mean, I honestly still use it now. Whenever I get a new gig, I still go back through and, you know, okay, what are my no's? What, what are my no's that I outlined? This is a no, nope, 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 nope. Not going to do it because I've, I've tried it and it didn't work out. You know, I tried one of my no's to see if well, maybe the speaker lab's just blowing smoke. I'm like, oh, okay. They actually know what they're talking about. Cause my talk does not line up with my nose like, at all. That's so. great. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, I think, um, you know, you're a great example of how, working the modules, the way that they're designed, that that first module is the confidence booster. So people who are sitting there going, yeah, I want to be a speaker, but can I be a speaker? You get through module one and you're like, let's go. I'm ready to go because now I can see it because you, you really are clear on what you speak about, who you speak to and why you speak to them. And sometimes even how some people uh, formulate a method or strategy or roadmap just in that fir- first module based on the talking and going through some of the, um, the talking with the coach and, and going through the educational components of that module. And it just, it infuses this level of confidence yeah. that was maybe teetering unquestionable 
um, prior to going through that module. And it, it it's all by design, right? Mm-hmm. We want you to have that confidence because now we want you to own that space so that when you go to build your website and your demo reel, you're like, you're ready to, you're ready to go. So yeah, I love yeah it. <laughs> it's awesome. So tell us more about like your, I mean, I know we talk, you talk about mindset and, and really mm-hmm. changing the narrative, but talk about more of like your topic specifically and the audience yeah. that you serve and what is your, your goal in terms of impact? Yeah. I mean, now I've, I started off smaller. Um, I started speaking to young adults and youth groups. So I just found any youth leadership event or, you know, schools or anything like that to go speak to and just kind of get my content together. Right. It was just, just what can I get booked to speak? And I was like, Oh, I actually can, but I was like, all right, now how do I present this to engage the age group? What's the age group I want to. And now I've kind of expanded. I've been doing it for um, a few months now and have done it repetitively. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to expand out into um, corporations a little bit, uh, specific events where it's like they want their employees or their business leaders to impact others in a way that's, you know, with the reshaped mindset. Because I know that sometimes we think of business and success, and I'm big on having a sustainable business that's continuing to make an impact. So I'm like, okay, there's there's a there's there's a there's the match there. And one of my topics that I speak on a lot is five principles for sustainable life leadership. That's my best and my favorite talk because I love it because I get to break down everything about your business, everything about people. And it's just so relatable because it's a framework that's set for anybody to plug their life into and just divulging those those principles now, because I don't care if you take them, you can't speak them how I speak it. Uh, (laughs) Stop, acknowledge, assess, adjust and maintain. And so going through those five principles, you, you take those steps and step by step, I walk through why stopping is important. What is it? What are you, what are you actually acknowledging? What is it that you're assessing? And then, then how do you start? What is the adjusting and maintaining? And so you're like, what does this even mean? And how do you tie it all together? And, you know, when I talk to event planners, they're like, this is exactly what I want for my business leaders to understand when they're creating a business, you have to stop and acknowledge who, like, who are you serving? You know, it's like using these principles, who are you serving? What about your own personal life? Because how you lead your personal life is how you're going to lead your business. If you're not valuing people here, you're just going to look at dollar signs and not really build anything sustainable, or you're not really looking at the right level. And so that's kind of the content that I teach on both personally and professionally is understanding that, you know, how you treat your personal life is what's going to happen professionally, whether that's in your own business or it's in the corporate world or in whatever it is that you do. But there is resources for you to get help and assistance to, you know, iron out those things that are nagging at you to help you really live the life that you desire to live and achieve the success or uh, dreams or goals, whatever it is that you have to achieve. Even more importantly, you know, we have students that come to us and and when we tell them, you know, you really need to niche down Mm -hmm. and pick a lane. They're like, Oh, but I could talk to anyone. Right. No, I can talk to anyone. (laughs) And you know what we say? We're like, no, you can't. You got to talk to one audience (laughs) and then you could take it from there. And you obviously you're a great example of that because Sure. This topic, you know, that framework, you can plug it in, like you said to anyone, but initially, Mm -hmm. and I I hope everybody who's listening caught this, you really perfect it, rinsed and repeated it with one audience, youth, right? Schools, anybody that was in that youth age group. And now, now that you see that it's effective and you see the, the impact that it's making, now you can now start trickling into corporate. Um, but 
Sean will be the first one to tell you when he first came, we're like, no, 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 no. You got to pick a lane. You got to pick a yeah. lane. <laughs> yeah. But there's a reason for that. You know, there's a reason to pick that lane and to, to find two. There's, there's so much going on when you're building a business. The there last is. thing you want to do is be, be there, um, be, uh, be the speaker that speaks to everyone because yeah. it's so much harder. And I know people think it's the opposite. They think, oh, if I could speak to everyone, I'll get booked left and right. But speak to that a little bit about why you really heeded that that guidance and perfected it in one group. And now all of a sudden you're seeing, okay, I could see this in corporate. Talk, talk a little bit about that because I think it's such a great example of why we yeah. tell people the niche. Yeah, I actually speak to the story where I actually found out that <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, start with there. So oh yeah, that let's a, go. That was a, a real estate <laughs> event um, that was booked. And he was asking me to come speak to the, or he put out a feeler, I guess, you know, just inquired, was like, you know, I want to have a speaker for this event. And I was like, okay. So I called the guy and called him up and my pitch was just off. Like I couldn't even bring two sentences together. And like, like people who know who heard me speak, like, dude, you have nothing to say. Like <laughs> I actually did, could not pitch this guy. And it's not like I'm selling him, but it's like, I could not create a relationship. There was no rapport because I felt out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. because I knew that I was pulling at a straw to try to get the gig. Um, not that I would needed the money. I was just, it was the opportunity. I was like, well, let me see if this will fit. Cause I know it falls in my no, but let's actually see if it's fall, if it's a no, or if he just maybe put something wrong in the inquiry field and I should just entertain it anyway, which taught me one of two things, you know, obviously what you mentioned before, starting with the smaller audience, I was like, okay, let me trust that instinct that I learned there where it's like, this is your audience. This is what is effective for you. This is the only thing that works for you right now and stick with that. And so it was outside of that realm of what I even would usually call someone back for. Um, this was just something I did just to see if what you guys taught worked. Like I said before, it was just not saying it didn't. I was like, let's see if it actually works. Yeah. And, and the, the first 10 seconds, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get off the phone. <laughs> you know? I need to book a coaching call. <laughs> yeah, I need, yeah. I was like, let me call Jeremy. I need help. <laughs> I was like, this is, it just didn't work. And I actually didn't, didn't end up getting the gig. But honestly, I didn't want it um, because, just because it was outside of my realm. Of, and I knew that if I showed up, it would not have been as impactful as he wanted it to be because he wanted a speaker who would speak to everybody and that's what's his understanding as an event planner i just want somebody to come in and, and motivate them and knock the socks off there, there's a there's a lane for that so if you're that person and you have high energy great go for it i by nature that was not something that i do i'm not like a screamer or like a hot like i am a methodical like i'll get excited and get elevated my voice will raise but it won't be at like yeah let's go let's go like that's not yeah. me because i know that i don't find value in that and it's not sustainable so i would never teach someone to do that because you you know i don't want to give you a high i want to give you an application principles you can carry with you and take with your business and tangibles that you can have and he wasn't interested in none of that and i was like yeah this isn't <laughs> this isn't the call for me <laughs> Yeah, this so, is a hard new. <laughs> yeah, a hard no. It was a hard yeah. sell too, and I, I didn't get it. Um, so I definitely would recommend starting, you know, trusting you guys in that process. Start with that small group. It's like, all right, I want to start here. Okay, just start there. Don't don't think past it. Don't think about the other business aspects. Don't even think about marketing. Just focus on that one piece of how do I get to speak to this audience to see if it works? Because that'll open up your mind to say, okay, what can I access that's free or available that won't take my too much of my time? Because I know once most people start speaking, you're not out the gate having revenue to go book, you know, go travel and go to workshops for free and sit there. Like You, you may not have that bandwidth or may not have that budget, um, but you do have opportunities in your community. Like I used 
small groups at my church. I used volunteer groups at my uh, son's school and just put myself in positions at those volunteer groups to be in charge or having lead roles where I'm speaking to the students. So I'm practicing my, you know, my tone, my, my pitch, my jokes and seeing if things work. And it was like, I was taking over the meeting, but I used those as like, I was like, I just need, I just need an ounce. Like, just give me an ounce. And so I used that. And then I got my first paid speaking one for a youth. I was like, oh, okay. So it's mm-hmm. working. <laughs> so I just yeah. kept, you know, kept doing that. And, and now this semester, I'm too busy to do the volunteer work that I was doing before uh, now, just because like, everybody's asking me can you come smell like yeah but now my voice has to rest and my kids and mm. all those things but it life happens but just know that you are much more confident if you start with that smaller group first and avoid the you know avoid those definite no's that you know that won't work and it's just a process step by step as I say brick by brick is my you know to, to pull on the name of my book uh, yeah there <laughs> you go take it take a step by step and, and just you know build it slowly but surely and figure out who you want to talk to and then grow after that not before it yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, you, you said a couple of things like um, you actually you've been referring to like your nose. Mm-hmm. And I, I think um, I think that's really profound when it speaks to building a business, like knowing what your non-negotiables are and knowing what your hard stop nose are, because then it's so much easier to say yes to the things that actually mean something, move the dial and make the impact. So talk a little bit about like, you know, what, what's like one of your no's or non-negotiables when it comes to your speaking business? Yeah. One of my no's is I will not speak unless I can give tangibles afterwards. And I, I, I tell that to every event planner. I was like, I come with tangibles. So, you know, that's included in the speaking fee. I'm just letting you know up front because it's not, I don't believe in just giving them something and like, oh, go figure it out. Like, no, 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 you don't have to do, you guys are investing. You're showing me you're investing in the youth by paying my fee. And I'll in turn pay the favor of giving you tangibles that are costing me money out of the money that you're giving me to come speak because it's a mutual investment. You're investing in them. And then I use it in my talk to show them that other people care. And that's really the whole premise of who I am is giving people, you know, challenge your perspective to change the narratives. <clears throat> Some people may be in a school and they're like, the school doesn't care about me. It's like, they pay for me to come here. And not only do they pay for me to come here, they pay for these tools for you to have after the speech is over. So now you're not just hearing me be like, yeah, I want to be better in life. Great. Here's how you go do that. Here's how you apply this to your life. Here's how you work through that and figure out what that next step for you is right now. Cause it's not going to be the same as everybody, but you know, this, the place that you are at is investing in you and they do care. So it really shape, you know, reshapes their perspective and reshapes their thinking of initially before I even left the room, they're like, Oh, they do care about me, you know, because most times we get into these places and space, especially with the younger generation where they feel that they're not supported or they may not be, you know, advocated for in a way. And I, I always say, tell my event planners, it's like, you know, I'm advocating for them to you. So like you'll, you'll tell when, you know, in the talk and as we go through this, the subject matter, they're like, oh, yeah, they probably need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably need it too. So yeah, it just brings everyone together because I address the staff, I address the event planners and I address the students as well. And it's like they come together around this topic intangible. And that is one of my non-negotiables. I have to come with tangibles because it doesn't make my talk impactful. Like I can do it without it but I do not want to make them pay because I don't want money to be an object for someone else to not have their life changed. And I'm not just somebody to come up and just, you know, Oh, Sean, the speaker came like, yeah, I'm here, 
but now you're going to remember why I came and then you're going to know for life, like Sean, the speaker's with me, like, okay, let me go to this website. Does he have any other resources out there? Let me see what else he's doing. You know, my for the youth podcast that I have, that's literally for, you know, for the youth and for everyone to listen to and grow. So it's, it's definitely a, a, a non-negotiable for me. Hey friends, do you know the five steps to book more gigs and get paid as a speaker? Well, if not, listen up because these same five steps to help me to grow a seven-figure speaking career are all laid out in great detail in my latest book, The Successful Speaker. Five steps for booking gigs, getting paid, and building your platform. Whether you want to speak as a side hustle or your dream is to become a full-time professional speaker, I know what it takes. I share all of that with you in this definitive step-by-step roadmap. Let me be your guide. Learn from my mistakes. Get paid what you know you're worth to share your unique message on stage. If you want to read the first chapter for free or just check out the book, go to thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash book. Check out your copy of The Successful Speaker. What like What's something that you give, like your book or? or- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I give out my book usually so i give them three options i either say i'll give you my book uh, and then i'll give a free copy of my book to all all of them so it doesn't matter if it's a thousand students you know or no, i'm giving them all a copy of the book signed as well my, my wrist hurts Great. sometimes but it's okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> i give them that i also bring my workbook so some of them like breakout sessions so i say cool i'm going to bring my workbook and then they'll have a follow-up journal that they can use to work with the workbook as they continue yeah. out through life and throughout the semester okay. and uh, then i'll also give them uh, we have a, a new service we're bringing out now where we have this 90 day plan that I call where I work with me and my team and we take your assessment results and we kind of give you a personalized coaching call. Um, so we're coaching with you and we offer that to them to say, hey, we'll offer coaching for each and every one of them. Like literally, I don't, I don't care how many it is. We yeah. have people set up to talk to them and they'll talk to me directly. Everything will come from me and maybe another staff and then they'll continue that relationship. But it's not like we're coming in. Like I like to emphasize, I'm not just coming in to get a, get a check. I'm coming in to build a relationship because I want to be able to be there for these students because who knows when the next time you're going to have the money. Because most, some of them don't have the budget to book another speaker for another two years. So, yeah. you know, I want to make sure we have that impact and, and make sure they, they know we're there for them. Yeah, that's great. And I think the other thing about tangibles too, that's so powerful is like, you know, obviously you're, you'll be remembered and hopefully mm-hmm. they dive into the book and they, they take the the talk even further, but also like for speakers who are listening and building their business. And, you know, if you have an event coming up, those tangibles are powerful because if they, if they go home or they're talking to a peer, or if it's corporate and they're talking to a, a peer in corporate and they're like, oh, this guy came and it, it yeah. helps spread the word, which then helps sped, spread the impact, you know, which is really important. And some people might get like, well, I don't want to like push myself. No, you're not pushing yourself. You're pushing the impact. And if, mm-hmm. if the impact's clear and you know exactly what you're doing, it's, it's really not about you. Right. Yeah. It, and if you're the- good at what you do, you're going to need those tangibles because you're going to know 30, 45 minutes is not enough time. If you're yeah. really good at what you speak about, you know, that is not enough time to talk about any, even an hour. Like, I'm like, I don't, there's so much more I want to get into, you know, it's like, I want to give you so much more, but I don't have time. But some of my event planners offer breakout sessions and I'm right there in the contracts now. So like, Hey, I can offer a breakout session. I can cut my talk down and I'll do a breakout session for 45 minutes too. So I have, you know, an hour and a half with them. So it's more, 
you know, right. more personable and they can ask me those questions that they're sitting on stage listening to me talking like, hey, wait, what happened here? What happened here? Wait, what do you, what do you mean by this? You know, they get those clarifying questions so they feel the most value. And that's the, that's where I get the tweets. That's where you get the tags and you're like, yo, this talk was amazing. <laughs> I got so much out of these guys. You know, that's the, that's the legacy and you lead the impact and lead that imprint. And that leads to more work, just like you said, because they have that at home with them. And they're like, what are you taking? Oh, this is a book from Sean, the speaker, you know, Sean Singleton, the second, he's really good. Came to speak to yada, yada, yada. And even it's just an inquiry, I just know that I'm getting the impact and people are noticing that I exist and that I'm there. And I started with just volunteering at my son's school and, you know, doing small things around the community just to get my name out there before I even became, you know, Sean, the speaker. So it's definitely a process. But if you keep going, just like you mentioned, you work hard at it and you take the time to create those tangibles and set up your business to succeed long term you'll understand why those tangibles come in handy. And, and when you get, talk about your business model, you'll be like, oh, it's an extension of you. Yeah. So put everything you can into them so you can talk less, save your voice for the speeches because you're going to get tired of talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, just, You're going to sure. run out of words. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's a smart move on your part. And I love that that's one of your, your no's. Like if I can't, if I can't give them something that's going to really mm-hmm. drive home the 45 minutes we had together, you know, like you said, like, you know, you're going to walk off that stage and it's not going to be complete for you. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So do you enjoy the keynote or the workshop or breakout slash breakout? <sighs> That's a tough question. I would say <laughs> <laughs> I love the keynote because of the highlight. I, I like the fact of the, the listening, like the listening aspect, not that I like to be heard. It's just like you have all of their attention and to be able to navigate a room to me, I, I like, I'm always impressed with myself because I never consider myself to be the best or the greatest. I just, just impact. Like I'm so singular focused. So if you book me to speak, if you're listening, you're like, this dude don't care about nothing, but speaking like, yeah, I don't care about the mic, like all that stuff. It's I'm professional in that regard, but it's like yeah. when, I'm, when I'm working, when I'm in action, it's like, you're like, this dude is like literally here. He's not thinking about what happens after that? What like the, the, if we have a breakout? He's like right here, paying attention to the room. He's looking at the students' faces, looking to see if their phones are out. You know, if they're right at taking notes, encouraging them to take action, like be, just being engaged. Because that part is the fun part. Um, but I think the more personal aspect when I come off the stage is those breakouts and workshops where it's like you can ask those questions. So you know, it's like I like both of them because I speak with both in mind. Like I want that follow up afterwards. So I want to speak and leave you with like, man, I got to talk to him. I'm like, yeah, come talk to me. Cause I know you have a question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cover al- it all. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like the keynote brings things to people's consciousness that maybe they weren't thinking of or not yep. thinking of in that way. Yep. And then the people who end up going into the breakout or the work workshop are the ones that are really hungry and seeking. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. <laughs> I love, yeah, Work, workshops with a hundred students, so it gets a little, gets a little crazy. Yeah. But I could it's imagine, fun, you know, because they're always like, "I got a question." I'm like, okay, all right, let's go one by one. I'm like, all right, you can talk. And then it's it's just fun though, you know, just seeing the joy on their faces and, and just having hands being raised. You know, it's it's nothing like having a workshop and you're talking again. It's like they weren't really moved by your keynote, so now you kind of got to duplicate your talk. And I haven't had that happen yet. Um, I humbly say that. Um, but I just keep, you know, working hard and make sure that, that it doesn't happen because it means that either they're not finding impact or I picked the wrong event to be at. And I don't want to be in that situation either because that hurts your just confidence as a speaker. You know, your demeanor drops, your energy drops, especially if you're one who feeds off the room like me. Like I have to have engagement. Otherwise, I just kind of mellow out. And that's I know that because of constant practice, you know, constant practice of me speaking and knowing when the energy drops, I'm going to drop. So I got to get it back up. 
And I have to either keep them engaged or learn how to those different tactics that you don't think about that get the room moving, you know, like applause, asking a question, raising their hand, you know, all the things that you guys teach and talk about. And I won't divulge the whole the whole secret bag of tricks. You guys got to (laughs) got to join the course. (laughs) That's great. No, but you, you said something there that kind of ties back into what we were talking about earlier with the real estate. There's a skill and an art to speaking for sure. There's a passion that needs to be there, passion and impact. But there's also this this piece that keeps coming up when you're speaking of authenticity, of being really an authentic speaker or being an authentic person who speaks about a specific topic. We can go with that. Um, It's interesting that when you are not being authentic with who you are or the people that you're supposed to be speaking to, Mm -hmm. you, you will feel that. Was there ever a situation where you were like, oh man, this is, this may not be the right gig for me. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of raise your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Are you out there? <laughs> thankfully, no, I, thankfully, no, like thankfully I have not had that experience, but I know the real estate call that was one. And I think that was kind of my affirmation because I avoided it for that reason I was like I don't want to show up and like the students don't even know like event planners will text me now they're like hey the students are so excited to be free to come to listen to you speak all the time because I post a lot on social media just little snippets and stuff just so people kind of know what I talk about and and how I speak and things that I'm emphasizing and the authenticity like you mentioned so they see like this is a real person like he's just connecting with us like right where we are it's not like he's selling himself he's like I care about you the more you succeed the better you know I speak or the better I feel about me speaking so I haven't had that moment where the engagement hasn't been there because they've been so anticipating me being there. And, <laughs> you know, it's almost like pressure. I'm like, why, like, why am I nervous? Like, <laughs> I say this opening every time, you know, it's like, this is the same greeting I give, but it's like, why am I nervous? Because uh, they're just all like, you know, sitting on the stage glued. I'm like, okay. Uh, hi. <laughs> why do you get nervous? What do you think that is? I think it's just because I love what I lo- talk about so much. You know, it's like when you have that level of engagement, sometimes you do are you know, tempted to, to, you know, give a little bit extra and it, it could derail your talk. Cause I've been in a situation where I did over speak, not over speak the time, but it's like, you didn't get to finish the detail of my talk to the detail that I went because I, I felt the energy it, 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 they loved it. But for me, it was, you know, I'm just that not a perfectionist, but I was just like, man, I didn't give you the complete speech like I just kind of sped through those last two parts so but that's why I love I can give the book you know that's I love that I can give the book because it's like oh I forgot to mention this but hey check out this chapter this chapter yeah and take this part of the workbook and you'll understand more of what these topics are that's why I love it because sometimes you know the moment's just there where it's like your speech isn't going to be finished but they're going to be impacted and if you have those tangibles you can just it's it's a it's a almost like a fail safe for you if you know you're running short on time we're going to have tangibles after this. We're going to have a workout breakout session after this, and we can go through this in a little bit more detail, um, but it saves you from being pressured. And so that's why I was a little bit nervous though when I was on stage. I was like, man, I'm not going to finish this speech in time because I'm talking. I love them so much. Um, but it, it ended up working out though. It ended up working out. I still talk to those students today. Um, they still that's listen awesome. to the podcast and it's just exciting to still connect with them and, and feel, you know, their energy, even from when I spoke, like, dude, I loved it. When are you coming back? I'm like, I don't know, probably next year, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, <laughs> that's so plan. great. <laughs> I, I can imagine you're so impactful to them. And, you know, we, the world needs more Sean's in the world for our youth, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, it's interesting because, you know, speaking is what, what do they say? The number one fear for most people. Public speaking, and, yeah. 
for us speakers, we love speaking, but no matter how long or how often I've spoken in my life, I've, I always get nervous right before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why am I nervous? Cause I get out yeah. there and it's just like I instant know. confidence, yeah. but it, it's what it's, it's the nervousness of like, I hope I make the impact that, that I want to yeah. make, right? Like the goal yeah. is to make an impact. And so I think that's where the nerves come in. Like, am I fully prepared? Am I ready to do this? Am I going to make the impact? And I think just after a while, like it, you just have to know it, it's going to come with nerves mm-hmm. because you care so much and because you want yeah. to make that impact, but it's not because, you know, like a lot of times our students are like, what if I forget what I'm saying? I'm like, nobody's going to know if you forgot something, just keep, keep going, you know, keep going. Yeah. yeah, you got to keep rolling and you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself that you know, your information. And it comes back to that authenticity. If you're really being authentic to your mission and your, your impact and your, and your passion, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to forget. You know, I always yeah. say like, think of your favorite song. You could sing probably every single word of it. You didn't write it, but you could sing every word of it. It's the same thing with your talk. Like when you're really being in your integrity and you're following through on your passion, it's it's hard to forget what you're talking about. Yeah, um, it is. It truly is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Especially like when you see the audience and you have that energy yeah. and like they're picking up what you're putting down. You're like, this is so you know, <laughs> if, if, I, if I ever get nervous, like, well, I'm talking or if I forgot my speech, I'll always tell them like, dang, y'all, I forgot what I was going to say. You know, I just, I'm just transparent. I'm like, I forgot where I was going with that. But, but it's because my personality, when I come out, they're like, I, you know, like, I don't even yeah. know you messed up. Right. Because you like, you're, you got us, you know, laughing and smiling. You got us excited. And you're just like, I forgot what I was going to say. But I do remember, <laughs> you know, keep doing this and we'll talk about it later. You know, and they're, they, they're like, they don't mind it. You know, they're like, oh, man, they're like, they loved it. Because, they, you know, you show that transparency and they're like, mm. you know, we see that you put so much effort into your career. Because the rest of your speech is so good. I don't care that you messed up for five minutes. Yeah. The rest of your speech is so good. You know, so you have to think of that mindset, too. Um, and just, you know, remember if you're the just focusing on the totality of what you're doing. And like you mentioned, impact, 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 impact. If you yeah. focus on it with your speech and you accomplish your goal, you can do anything with speaking because your voice is a tool and they're listening if you know you know how to talk. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I think that leads to another great point is it's like when you're speaking, you're not talking to them, mm-hmm. right? You, you want to create this engaging um, I mean, obviously they're not talking back to you, but they can through raising their hands and, and mm-hmm. calling things out and what have you, but it's really this engaging experience. And I think the fact that you're like, darn it, I forgot what I was about to say. So anyway, you know, it makes you relatable. It makes yeah. you real. Um, you know, it, it just, it makes you easier to listen to, right. Because mm-hmm. you're not like this perfect being that doesn't do anything wrong. You know, you're going to teach me this framework and I better follow it to a T or else my life is done. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I would say the joke. I'm like, yeah, I didn't assess that part of the speech, but I do remember the next (laughs) part. It gets them every time. They're like, what? (laughs) Like, oh, because I use this right before I transition to the adjust part. And that's why I have to do an exercise. And I forget the speech, the line I always say before it. Sometimes and I'm like, oh, well, I forgot to assess my speech all the way because I do not remember what I was going to say, but we are <laughs> going to do this activity. So I do need two people to come on up and help me with this thing. And that, and that, that it just transitioned and they're like laughing and they're like, oh, I want to come up, you know, because they're all smiling. They all want to be engaged. So it's fun. <laughs> it's great. Really fun. It's so great. What What's the thing you love most about being a speaker? Being able to use my voice as an instrument for change. You know, my topic is always, you know, change, challenge your perspective, change the narrative five principles for sustainable life leadership, you know, one step at a time is, it's just emphasizing people slowing down and really, 
seeing life from a different perspective. So they stop um, being influenced and having so much of this, you know, the anxiety that's kind of the trend that's going around now. Not that it's bad. I just, I'm like, everybody's got anxiety. Like not all of it's anxiety. Like some of you guys need to slow down. Right. <laughs> you know, stop, right. stop moving so fast. Stop working so hard and, and valuing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Breathing, valuing your family, the people around you, the people who got you there, you know, just staying true to who you are. So that way, you know, as you succeed, you don't lose touch with that and, and you stay true to, you know, what got you the success in the first place. And so that's what I love about speaking is just, you know, I just staying true to that. I got into speaking because, as I mentioned before, the story of using my voice to make an impact and helping others, and it has not changed. And I make sure that, you know, my staff keeps me honest and I tell them too. I'm like, man, I really feel like I was a little over. They're like, no, 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 you're, you're overthinking, Sean. You're fine. You know, like they, they help support me. They're like, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, they, because they just respect it. Like we appreciate how humble you are. Like you never want to yourself to be the guy. Like you want to use your platform to make everyone else around you better. But, you know, it's like, you got to understand you're going to be elevated. Like people are going to see you, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. But I want you guys to continue to be still like, yeah, we know we want you to, you know, it's just, <laughs> it just creates an impact and it's just all coming from my voice. And so I'm doing exactly what I set out to do. It's just growing at a scale that's sustainable, consistent, and also just keeping that core value intact. And I love it. So that's really why I love speaking. Just use my voice to make an impact. For the students who are going through the elite program right now are booked and paid to speak with the speaker lab. What would be one of your greatest tips or advice or guidance for them? Yeah, I would say use the community and the coaches. And I, I kind of go on, log on to a circle every, every now and again, um, just cause I'm, you know, <laughs> my schedule now, I'm usually trying to take care of my five kids, but <laughs> and family. he has five kids. Okay. Yeah, and I have five kids. <laughs> so just trying to spend time with them. But when I'm on there, I see a lot of students interacting and making posts and, you know, just asking for help, continue doing that because I didn't have, you know, I actually developed a mentor through this who already was speaking before. Um, and he wasn't inside of the speaker lab, but he was somebody who knew I wanted to speak and he spoke before. And so he helped me, you know, really iron out what I want to speak about, how I wanted to talk, how I wanted to present myself. And he really worked on me, but it's the principles that I learned in the speaker lab that helped me build, that helped him build on what you guys already created. And it was coaching sessions with Jeremy. It was talking to different people in the community and different other speakers and like, Hey, you know, posting this, here's what I did here. Does this look good? Here's what I did here. Does this look good? And just, you know, continue to utilize the resources you guys give us. And especially the email, the the contact list. I mean, the information you guys give us is just amazing. But <laughs> that like the information we have to start out, like I still use it to this day. Like Good. that is a template I use to reach out to any event planner, to book any event, to have any contract invoice. I use exactly what I got from the speaker lab. I tweaked it a tad as I got more experience, sure. but it was, a, it was such a great foundation. It was like, you, you cannot go through this program without using the people who created it and using the other students who are a part of it because speaker speaking is a community you do have it is a community because i have a speaker friend now we talk all the time about hosting an event and doing this and we're sharing tangibles i got books from another speaker who's like yeah share this book yeah i'll share my books with you it's just it's a community so use it develop it learn it and just grow with others not by yourself because it's it's lonely on an island but it's it's Mm -hmm. better when we're all together working together so great advice and anyone who's listening, who's like, I, I would love to be a speaker. I would love to do it. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. What would you say to them? I would say speaker lab. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say two words. Go, speaker, yeah. lab. <laughs> speaker lab. Like that's it. I have nothing else for you. You know, well, I would say two, two, two things. Start with yourself, you know, figure out what it is you talk about the most. Just find a topic. 
and then mm-hmm. you know invest in the speaker lab to help you iron out that journey and figure out what it is that you want to talk about and how to create your business. If you're really serious about it, you know, there's some people who say, I want to speak. And then you realize the amount of work in it. It's like, okay, if you're not really too ready to work on yourself and start over from scratch after you made progress. Cause I remember I was talking to Jeremy, I read, I write a speech and granted I had experience before that. He was like, yeah, this can be better. And I was like, man, I put my heart and soul into that thing. You're talking about this could be better. <laughs> you know, like you weren't with me speaking downstairs. You don't know what I was doing. <laughs> but he, you know, it's just being able to, to, to get, take that criticism and say, okay, let's keep getting better because you guys have the experience you've been there. So, you know, don't get too caught up in the think of, you know, it all or letting your passion, you know, run wild. Just trust in the resources that you guys given us, trust in the coaching, trust in the speaker and, and no other. I've, t- I've tested several other speaking groups. The speaker lab is the only one who does what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. saying this because I've benefited from their program. I'm telling you because it's worth it. Yeah. It actually works. Like I, I've never seen an organization with so much resource. I mean, they you guys give us everything. I mean, from materials to tools, to printouts, to coaching to other coach like i mean it's, it's just a community and it's like you want everybody who comes to the program to succeed now does everybody you know take the same time and effort and get into it no but that's not your i wouldn't say it's your problem it's like you, you you're giving them everything it's up to you to pick it up and use it it's like here's yeah. all the tools i can only show you the tool i can buy it for you but you got to eventually lay the bricks yourself you got to you know put the nails in and Put the you know screws in the drywall. We'll do the you know we'll give you the frame of the house, but you got to do the work to actually you gotta pick up business. what we're putting down. Yeah, <laughs> you got that's it. And if you don't do it, you don't do it. But if you do, you will succeed. That's why I love the guarantee. They, yeah, they do guarantee a book and pay. To I guarantee because I got it even before I finished the program. I remember telling you that before I got a gig before I even finished the program. The gig I have coming up in August, I think I, I got oh, that in the middle of this program. I just reached out. I was like, does it work? And I was like, oh my gosh, it does. And so, <laughs> I was so excited to have that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, you're so awesome. I really appreciate your time. And I know so many people are going to find this so valuable. And I think for me, the critical takeaway is this authentic approach to your business, to your mm-hmm. impact, to how you show up in the world and how important that is. And, and when you come from that place and you lead from that place and you run a business from that place, success is is eminent so it's it's really it's really awesome all right there you have it we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the speaker lab podcast now i want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you we don't charge anything for you to listen but in return we do have one small favor to ask would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now hit that subscribe button also leave us a rating and review within itunes or spotify wherever you listen to these podcasts We read every single one of them and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.